home for Valentine's Day? In today's episode, we'll be having a spicy conversation about intimacy oils for the bedroom. Don't forget to like, share, follow, and subscribe to our podcast. And of course, stick around to the end for our scoop of the day. And while you're here, we invite you to leave an honest review on Apple Podcast at the end of this episode. It's free and it would mean the world to us. Welcome to the Essential Oil Scoop, where we serve up real talk with real results. Get ready to explore the incredible world of essential oils and how they transform your daily wellness. I'm Vicki Labrilla, and this is my co-host, Sarah Sipos. With over 22 years of collective essential oil knowledge and experience, we are well-equipped to bring you the best tips and tricks for all your needs to live life to the fullest. So join us as we dish out the juicy scoop to a healthier, happier you. It's time to elevate your life. Tune in and let's dive deep into the realm of essential oils for a life of vitality and well-being. Well, my friends, we're going to bring you a two-part mini-series all about intimacy oils and how you can um, better your wellness in, in this area. Sarah has some wonderful tips and tricks to share with you, so I'm going to pass the baton. Before I do, however, I do want to let you know that this is an episode for adult ears only. So if you have littles, maybe pause this until you are alone. And um, if you don't like discussing intimacy and essential oils, just skip this episode and move on to our, you know, 74 other amazing podcast episodes. So Sarah, let's dive in. I mean, Vicki, when we start talking about the subject, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Love. Oh, <laughs> Before this episode, I the only song that was playing in my ears was "Let's Talk About Sex, Baby." Let's talk about you and me. Yeah, that's what was jamming in my head. I, and I love it because who doesn't love a little salt and pepper in their lives at this point? Um, okay, so let's let's kind of like preface this conversation with there's five types of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And I know we always think about like intimacy and sex, right? Like those are synonymous in our heads, but we, there are other types of emo- of intimacy. One is emotional intimacy. The second one is physical intimacy, obviously. And then there's intellectual intimacy. And then there is experiential intimacy. And then there is spiritual intimacy. So let me, let me like kind of define some of these first and then, yes, we're absolutely going to be discussing all the things physical. We're going to be discussing some emotional, but I really want to kind of define these first. So emotional intimacy, this is where you are um, maybe sharing emotions or being with yourself. You have like emotional capacity and you are feeling things like there's a lot of emotional intimacy. But most of the time when we're talking about <clears throat> intimacy in a marriage or in a relationship, um, having that emotional intimacy is that you are sharing on an emotional level, right? You're sharing things. You're, you understand who, what their emotions are. You understand where you're at. You understand, they understand where you're at. And there's like this, um, just this combination of feeling of, of being able to confide in one another, right? Physical intimacy, obviously, right? Like now, that's not just sex, right? This is cuddling. This is kissing. This is touching. This is anything in that physical world of just even holding hands of just um, maybe reaching out and touching one another. Like that is physical intimacy. 
And then when we have intellectual intimacy, it's like the sharing of ideas. Like you can do this with your best friend, right? Like Vicky and I, we, we have intellectual intimacy, mm-hmm. intimate conversation. We have that where we can share ideas and we can be open and honest with each other about our thoughts, our ideas are what we do. And then mm-hmm. experiential intimacy is, um, this, this often happens between siblings. You experience something in your lives together. And have you ever heard like people talk about like, oh, I formed a bond. We formed a bond because we were in this situation together, right? A lot of times um, uh, military people, they will form a bond. They'll have their battle buddy, right? That they form a bond with because they experience something together. And sometimes people outside of that experience don't understand because they didn't experience it too. And so that's experiential intimacy. And then spiritual intimacy obviously is feeling is when you are in your spiritual realm, whatever that may look like for you. I mean, that's not necessarily just religious, but like that that feeling whole with your higher power and feeling connection with that higher power. And then sometimes it's feeling, it should be a lot of times, feeling that that higher power with your spouse, right? Like having that connection with with you and your spouse and your higher power, that's like ultimately what you want, Right. But um, we ha- so there's a lot in that five types of intimacy. And so I hope like I, I kind of cleared up some things that, that maybe when, when people are thinking intimacy, they don't quite, they think it's just the one thing. But like when we're talking about intimacy, we, are, we can be talking about any one of these things, especially emotional intimacy and, and being um, on an emotional level. Because for women, having sex and connecting with our partner is emotional. It's not just physical. And if our emotions aren't there, like it doesn't. There's a disconnect. Yeah. And it plays a huge role in our libido. It plays a huge role in being able to um, achieve a maximum orgasm. Like it, 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 it plays a huge role in our, our our emotional health. This plays a huge role in this. Yeah. You know, Truthfully, I didn't learn about the different levels of intimacy until I was a grown adult. I You're not taught this in school. You're not taught that you're not taught the proper ways and the different levels of intimacy. You're just not. I haven't listened or coached a young adult in my older years that have that know what this is. And it's not to their, it's not their fault. However, I think, well, I don't think, I know that I'm excited that we have this platform and we're having this conversation today about intimacy and because it's not just physical. And unfortunately the World Wide web, uh, what do you call it? Just pours into the physical act of, of intimacy when it's all fake. So our younger generations are, you know, those poor minds of theirs, they're they're not understanding the full picture of what intimacy is. So I'm excited we're having the conversation today. No, because what's out there for for consumption is pornography. And I'm, I'm a, I, I absolutely abhor (laughs) pornography. I think it's so, I think it destroys relationships more than it helps anybody. And I think it, it creates 
a lot of, a lot more challenges. And sadly, that's where people try to get information. And I put that in air quotes. I put information in huge air quotes because people think, well, I don't understand this. So I'll go to this and see it. Yeah. I'll see it because I'll learn it that way. And and it's all fake, right? Like it's all freaking fake. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I actually follow somebody on, on TikTok who is an intimacy coordinator for television, um, for movies and watching her videos and she shows how camera angles are and shows how different things are. And you're like, it definitely takes the magic away from some of your, your steamier movies. Right. Cause like, you're like, Oh, I know what she, I know. Yeah. That's what she was talking about in that video. Right. Um, but it shows how fake it is. And that's not true intimacy. No, no, it's not. I I think, well, I don't think for me personally, before I learned about the different levels of intimacy, I didn't even realize that having that um, intellectual intimacy with someone is a type of intimacy that requires honesty and vulnerability and like the willingness to truly be who you are. But I also believe through and through that what I just said goes into every level of intimacy. How many of us in our younger years, in our adult years, were vulnerable enough to experience it? I was a shell of a person before I I looked inward and did a lot of self-work. And I'm still doing stuff to heal from my past. But that vulnerability part... I feel is super, super hard for many of us. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's on a different level. Mm -hmm. It's on an intimate level. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The act of sex versus intimacy is different. And explain, can you explain that a little bit to our listeners? Yeah. Hearing it is one thing, but I, I, I want them to truly understand. Okay. So we all know, I mean, Hopefully, if you're listening, hopefully you, you know how sex works. Like, I hope this isn't like you're coming to this podcast to understand that part because I'm not your mama. I had that conversation with my kids a long time ago. I'm not your mama. If you want to have that conversation, we're going to take that offline. But hopefully you understand how that works, right? What goes where? And that is different than intimacy. Intimacy brings in all the different parts. It brings in your five senses, brings in touch. It brings in smell. It brings in, um, just haste. It brings in all your different, your five senses become part of this sound, like all of it becomes a part of this experience, right? First of all, it also brings in on an emotional level, it brings in that intellectual level. It brings in all of the types of intimacy that we just talked about to create the sexual experience and to heighten and enhance it. If you want to enhance your experiences in the bedroom, you are going to want to enhance it using all these different types of intimacy. And you want to have like all of your senses engaged and it will create and enhance that, that sexual experience to a new level. Yeah, I agree. And, and not leaving out one of the five. 
So I, I've had this conversation with, you know, close women friends of mine over the past, I don't know, 10 years. And we all come to the same conclusion every single time. The conversations are different, but the conclusion is the same. When you are lacking in one aspect of, of intimacy, one of the levels of intimacy, then you're not going to have a cohesive picture for all the rest. You can't be like, okay, I select one, three, and five. No, 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 honey, that doesn't work that way. We we need to dip into all of them, work on all of them. And it's not hard. The, the requirements to increase, it's not hard. The conversation between the ears can be, I'm not going to lie, but doing it is not the difficult part. No. And this, this act alone of, of trying to bring in all the types of intimacy into that experience increases libido. And people are like, how does that work? Like (laughs) some people think I'm going to, I'm going to like myth bust for a second. Some people think that you have to be in the mood or have high libido in order to start the, the sexual experience process and getting into those levels of intimacy. Lies. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But let me tell you, when you get into those five levels, your libido goes up. You are 1000% correct. So you might be starting off going, not in the mood. Okay. I'm not in the mood. I have a headache. I've got too much on my mind. I've got to get up early, blah, 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 blah. How many of those like things have you said to yourself in the past? Right. Okay. Oh, ladies. Multiple times. Multiple ladies. Yep. I know that I'm going to be speaking to a large portion of women right now. You sometimes women will go I'm not in the mood and he's always in the mood. I mean, do you know how many times I've heard this? Like <laughs> many, I, I I, I don't have any more appendages to count off of. Okay. I don't have any, there's not enough in my home. There's not enough in my neighborhood. Like I can't tell you how many times people have come to me and said these things. My, my response is always generally the same thing. What are you doing to increase your mood? And, and speaking to the women, when you say yeah. that, what are you doing? Okay. Sometimes girls, you just, you gotta like throw on the lingerie, even if it is uncomfortable and it's going up your butt in all the wrong ways, you've got to put it on. Okay. Because you know what? That's going to, first of all, that's going to help your mood. It's not just for him. And I know I've been guilty of like thinking this is just for him. I'm doing it for him. But ladies, let's be honest. Why do we, why do we go to Victoria's Secret? Why do we go to Frederick's? We go to all the different places to get all of the fun things. It's just for them. Come on. We want to feel a little sexy. We want to feel wanted and desired. Mm-hmm. Put it on. Put it on underneath your clothes. Wear it for like a couple of hours or something prior to. Like get your head in the game. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first thing. What are you doing to get your head in the game? Are you setting aside time? Are you setting aside that time to go, okay, you know what? Tonight is the night. I'm going to put the kids to bed early. They're all going to get like loaded up on serenity and calmer. And we're going to have that diffuser going for the kiddos. Put them to bed. Have a nice relaxing like bath time. You know, if you 
if you sit here and you plan it out, I promise it it helps with your it helps increase your libido because you've been planning it, thinking about it. This is what we're gonna do. This is how I want to do it. Now, can things go awry? Yes. Can plans happen? Can can a football game come on? Sure. All these things can. But like you taking the time to do that and really thinking about it and planning it will get your, first of all, emotional intimacy brain going, right? Because you're thinking of ideas, you're getting ideation going. And then you're emotional. Like you're starting to like think about it. You're starting to like plan it. You're starting to like feel some things, right? Mm -hmm. So you're starting to get into the game by just making plans. And so a lot of times people are like, I just, I've lost it. No, you haven't lost it. You've just kind of, you're rusty. You're rusty. You got to go back into the game. And then I know women have come to me and like other issues, like climax issues and different things. Mm -hmm. Hey, cool. This is where we bring in oils into the, into the scene. Correct. Correct. I, I love, I love where this conversation's going. And I just want to remind our listeners that intimacy is a fundamental need for all of us humans, period. It's a required desire within all of us. Some are more in tune than others. Some step into that space more than others, and that's okay. But I'm excited to reignite that spark. Hopefully, Sarah, like just now what she said, hopefully that starts turning those wheels within your brain. You're like, okay, there is more that I can do for myself and for my partner. There's ways. And this first part is, you know, discussing what are some of the ways that you can have some fun in-house date night ideas, including oils for intimacy. So Sarah, I just, I'm going to shut my mouth and continue listening and then pour in a couple, two cents here and there, because I'd love where this is going. And I think this goes along with that date night, right? The planning. You've got to have that idea of like, I'm planning in my mind what we're doing. I'm going to put the kids to bed. We're going to, I don't know, whatever you guys want to do. Like, I don't, I don't have like everything that you you need to do for you because you have to experiment. Okay. You have to experiment. You have to try new things for yourself, but maybe that looks like, okay, we're going to, put the kids to bed early. I'm going to go put the kids to bed early, do all the things for them and assign your partner, your spouse to do something during that time. Maybe assign him to, Hey, just go start our diffuser. Here's the three oils I want you to throw into our diffuser really quick. Mm-hmm. And I have recipes guys, I have recipes for this and I will share them. I will share them in the show notes, uh, how to get that recipe guide. Um, Throw on the diffuser, put on this thing. And then, you know, hey, after this, we're going to do this, this, and this. And explain to your husband, your partner, your whatever, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like what what the plan is for the night. So they 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 understand what where you're at. Okay. Because, you know, some men, they, they'll just drop trial right there and they'll be like, let's go. And they're like, <laughs> ah, this is the a wind night through and they're like, yep, ready. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, 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 no. Have a plan. 
Mm-hmm. And some women may go, oh, I'm sick and tired of always being the planner. I want him to plan. Have you told him that? Have you said anything? Because ladies, guess what? Men aren't mind readers. No, they're not. They they don't know what's going on inside your mind. Guys, you didn't you did not come with a a an instruction manual. And so these guys are left to their own devices. And let me tell you, have you ever seen your husband try to put something together without a manual? Doesn't work very well usually, right? Or we have to go back from, we're on step 10 and we have to go back to step three because something got missed, right? Like how many times have you done that? You didn't come with that instruction manual. He doesn't even know what step three is, Uh okay? He cannot read your mind. He is not a mind reader. And you saying words like, fine, whatever, I don't care. Okay, to you, doesn't help him. It leaves him confused and frustrated, and he's trying to not be confused and frustrated by you. So if there is a problem in the planning stages, this is where discussion needs to come in. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm thinking we have a great date night tonight. I'm going to put the kids to bed early. While I'm putting the kids to bed, could you go put start a diffuser in our bedroom? I'm thinking we should start off with a nice intimate bath. Or I'm thinking we should start off with an intimate massage. I will massage you first, and then you're going to massage me, mm-hmm. right? And I've got some great recipes for massage oil, for some massage oil, okay? I've got, I've got things for this. I got, I got tools. And then, you know, explain to them, okay? I don't mm-hmm. care. Play naked Jenga for all I care, okay? I don't really care what. <laughs> I've got an idea for that. That's so fun. Okay. But like, there are certain things that you can do and you can create, be creative, be, be, think outside the box. And if you need help thinking outside the box, like there's games, think about board games, think about card games. Like you could play some games. Um, most good, uh, shops, I don't know, whatever you call them. I don't know if they have anything like that they're called adult special stores, are you talking about? adult stores. Yeah. Whatever. They all have like a lot of them have games. So if you want to like play a game to like get things started, fine, create your own game. We did that for my daughter's uh, bachelorette party. They, we did a Jenga game where we put all different kinds of acts that needed to take place. And as you pulled them out, you had to perform those, those acts. And so, you know, something fun, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You can get a Jenga game from the Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm. So you can do different things, bring in food, spice it up with, I like fruit by the foot and fruit roll-ups. If it's not, you know, there's, there's, use your imagination for that. Go on TikTok. You'll figure it out. <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So a couple ideas that I, I wanted to share with you is like Sarah said, like put the diffuser on, start the mood for me. I need I need the action of intimacy throughout the day to prepare me for, you know, an exhilarating evening. It's not just when the sun goes down. So one of my love languages is touch, you know, touch my shoulder, give me a kiss in the morning, say good morning, things like that. Um, I enjoy that. And that all plays a part in, you know, the cherry on top. 
at night or in the afternoon, what, whatever it is, whatever suits you and your schedule. But leaving little hints here and there. I like that. You know, figure out, go within and figure out what you like and share that with your partner. Because what did share Sarah it. say? What did Sarah say? They, they're not mind readers. And you are not either. There are things that you're going to learn from your partner if you become vulnerable and open up. Your partner might be sitting in, you know, sitting on the couch scrolling like a lot of adults do mindlessly. There's your opportunity. Hey, babe, put that down. I want to have a conversation with you. I just wanted to share some of the things that I enjoy and that I like. And I'd like to know what you enjoy and what you like. That's a safe space. There's no judgment there. But what does it ignite? Ooh, it just brings on some fun, fun ideas and passion. And your intimacy, the intimate part of that is that conversation, that moment. It's not a sexual intimacy. It is an intellectual intimacy. So my friends, I, I, I would invite you to start there. Because from there, when you are collab not collaborating, and maybe you will, maybe both of you are like, oh yeah, I've been thinking about this, but I've been too shy to say it. Y'all step into that vulnerability and share all of this information with your partner. I know my intimacy has gone from one point to another simply for sharing my likes and dislikes. And same with my partner. There are things I had no idea that he'd enjoy or, or whatever. But now that we know, because we've actually opened up our mouths and got the courage and, and had that intellectual intimacy and conversation over and over again, because this is not just a one and done, my friends, Sarah's shaking her head. Like, nope, it's not. That is a mistake that I made years ago. A lot of us adults will bring it to the table and it can be uncomfortable and exciting at the same time. There's a reaction, right? And we have no control over somebody else's reaction. However, I just left it there. I left that one and done conversation. And it took me a couple of years to come back to a conversation of, hey, what do you like? And what would light your fire? What would what would spark your interest? I, I tell you, if, if there's nothing else you hear from this episode, it's go back and back and back to this conversation. Have it every single week, every month, because there's going to be new things that you learn and there's going to be things that you used to like and they don't do anything for you anymore. But how's your partner going to know if you don't talk about it? So that's one of my things to have a true date night. You have to have that conversation of what it, what, what you like, share it with them and have them share what they like with you. So you can speak their love language because it's not your love language that you should be putting onto them. And, and Sarah, how would you say this? It's you want to cater to their love language. Like you want them to cater to yours. Yeah. And so I, I have found major success and still to this day, some major success in having those intimate conversations with my husband and then being able to play those out in all the areas that we've discussed throughout the day. But I'm telling yeah. you, it's really hot. It's really sexy. It's a massive turn on when I know what my husband loves because truthfully it lights me up and it gets my engines going. I can't just pick up with a tiny spark. 
That's not how my brain works. Like we've mentioned earlier and Sarah mentioned, we can't just start because the wind blew by. Doesn't work that way. Yeah. The other thing is um, maybe you don't know what you like, right? And maybe that's a conversation you need to have. So we need to do some experiential learning here. Mm-hmm. We need to know, like, I don't know. I'm not sure. But I let you know when you're trying something and I'm like, be open for me to say, nope, don't like that. Or be open for me to say, oh, yes, please keep going. Right? Like, yeah, like having that conversation too, because sometimes I think... <clears throat> people, uh, certain, you know, your upbringing or whatever, being, you know, if you've been, if you were, if you were brought up in, in, in a home that was, this was not talked about or discussed, or you never really saw your parents, um, touching, loving, kissing, whatever, you know, like it was just very, um, behind closed doors type thing where it was just was not discussed or not, um, an open conversation. This conversation can be a little um, uncomfortable for you because you've not grown up with that experience and, um, you may not know, you don't, you may not even know how to ask or say anything because this wasn't part of your conversations growing up. This might not have been part of what you've learned or seen or experienced. And Mm so we might be opening up your eyes to a whole new world right this second, and that can be frustrating for your partner as well. If you're like, I don't know, I don't know what I like. Well, how do I know you what you know what you like, right? Like I, it's yeah. Then you have to go for that experience, right? Like you have to try different things to get to that point of knowing. Yeah, you do that, sweetheart, and boy, let me tell you, vroom vroom, let's go, right? Like, okay, but they're not gonna know, and also being open to saying, hey, you know what? didn't like that. I don't want to do that anymore. That's an okay thing to say too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, this is uncomfortable for me. I'm not doing that. I don't feel comfortable. It doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel, you know, even maybe even it might not even be on a physical level. Maybe it's on an emotional level. Maybe it's, you know, you're just like, don't touch me there. Right. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Say that. Mm -hmm up and be honest when you have more of these honest open conversations um you create a safe space mm-hmm. and so i really recommend just doing a few of these things and your date nights will soar like holy cow another date night idea go for a ride go for a drive be like a teenager again and go make out in the backseat of the car. Like, go have fun with that. Like, maybe don't do it in a public area where you're going to get caught. But, like, <laughs> Indiana's got so many uh, cornfields. I don't, you know, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but, go do yeah. something. Plan a weekend together. Plan an evening together. Plan um, all kinds of fun, like, themed hotels or an Airbnb, just go like, go get away. Correct. Go do something like, but make it about the two of you. Make it about bringing in back into intimacy areas, bring that back into your relationship. If there's areas where it's kind of weakened because hey, we're all busy, 
right? We all have really busy schedules. We're working. We're like running a million miles an hour. And that's why I said the, like the planning part has to come into it. Mm-hmm. Because if you want any date night to go amazing, you have to put thought into it. And okay, I'm sorry, but going to the, the Outback or the um, Texas Roadhouse or whatever for dinner is not a date night. Okay, that's just eating a meal together. Like, because you know what I watch when I see people at, on, on their date nights? They're all sitting at the table waiting for their bread to come. Or they're eating their bread, waiting for their meal to come. And they're all scrolling. They're not even having a conversation. They're not having any kind of like how your day is or anything. They're just scrolling. Okay, you know what? That's not a date. I'm sorry, not a date. Doesn't count as a date in my book. Like that's dumb. You're just, you're spending money to eat food out someplace. So you don't have to cook maybe for convenience purposes, but you're not on a date. You're not a real date. That's not sharing conversation. That's not having any kind of quality time. That's just sharing a meal together. Think outside the box. Where can you share real intimate moments together? Where's that conversation? Maybe, you know what? I've seen some awesome, fun couples target. And then you know they're on a date night and you know they're enjoying each other. They're not on their phone. They're not scrolling. They're laughing because, you know, they're doing, you know, they're just engaging with each other. That's mm-hmm. a date night. They might not even spend a single dime, but that's a date night because they're engaging. They're talking. They're they're having, they're having a relationship and they're sh- sh- trying to, to like, create that intimacy, emotional intimacy, that intellectual intimacy. They are trying to keep that relationship going. So I don't know. My opinion is if it's, if you're not, if you're not working on one of these areas of intimacy for your date night, it's not a real date night. (laughs) The truth of Sarah, according to Sarah. Yeah. I, you know, there's so many levels as we've discussed in this episode, uh, two oils that I'm going to leave with you here because our continuation on episode 76, we're going to talk about product testing, inviting your husband to product test. I don't know any husband or any spouse that wouldn't be like, okay, sign me up. Sorry, boss. I have to log off early. I got things to do. (laughs) and people to please, right? Asking your husband to be a product tester, asking your wife to be a product tester, especially in the month of love, super exciting. But I'm gonna leave you with two essential oils to pair with intimacy and Valentine's Day. It's gonna be Ylang Ylang. I really enjoy using Ylang Ylang. Um, I put it in my upper thighs um, and I put it over my pubic bone. I also put it in my diffuser. I love what it does for my hormones. I love what it does for my emotional connection. I love that it sparks joy, like a childlike joy, just a fun space for my heart to be in and making that connection from within allows me to enjoy outwardly with my husband more. I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it'd be great in a, in a romantic bath as well with Epsom salts. So that's the first oil I invite you into is Ylang Ylang. The second one is actually beautiful body mist. We don't have the beautiful oil. It's not readily available. However, the beautiful body mist is a great lubricant. 
but it also smells divine. Absolutely divine. Osmanthus is the main winner, in my opinion, in this blend. It has lime, it has bergamot and frankincense, and it makes you feel worthy. It makes that self-critical conversation disappear. It's just a beautiful sensual essential oil, and we get it in a body mist. I love using it after the shower. I love how it smells. I also love the fact that it's a toxic-free lubricant. And so, my friends, you can take that however you want to take it, but it is fun. It's toxic-free, and I really enjoy using it with my partner. Yes, that is like one of my, that, that stays on my nightstand. Cause it's such an easy, quick grab, go to, um, lubricant. I love the beautiful, um, what I would suggest for people, um, cause we, you, you really cover, you covered some, um, of the feminine, let's cover some of the masculine for a second, Cypress and wild orange friends, Cypress and wild orange. You're going to want to dilute though. Um, you can either dilute with fractionated coconut oil, or if you need a heavier lubrication, you can use um, avocado oil. I have a lot of these things that will that are in my course and um, in my uh, freebie guide that you can, my recipe guide that you can download for free. I have a lot of these uh, suggestions and tips already there. But um, uh, cypress and wild orange helps to increase uh, blood flow. So if that is a problem. Um, it's even really great for women to increase blood flow because whenever you increase blood flow in intimate areas, um, you have a greater effect. Just all, blah, blah, boom, right? Like, so in the inner thighs, yes, in the inner thighs, um, you can use it, again, diluted directly on him and it can be directly on you and it just increases that blood flow to to all of the, um, to all of your intimate areas to make it more pleasurable and more heightened that sensation. So, and Sarah, if they want that actual recipe, then they're going to need to download your, your free PDF. They're actually for that particular recipe, they're going to have to go into my course, but for my other recipes, that's just the free download that they can download today. Perfect. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Essential Oil Scoop. If you've enjoyed today's scoop on essential oils and want to stay updated with our latest episodes, exclusive content, and special offers, be sure to follow us and opt into our exclusive newsletter. Just head on over to our website, theessentialoilscoop.com forward slash newsletter and opt in today. For more wellness tips and monthly inspiration, Connect with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube, the Essential Oil Scoop podcast. And please feel free to share and tag us on all of your essential oil adventures using the hashtag, the Essential Oil Scoop. Remember, your wellness journey is our priority. We are here to help and support you every step of the way. Thanks again for being part of our essential oil family. Until next time.